those Christmas reviews were fun, but it's time to make way for the future. And empty. Okay, there we go. Now on to Rachel's farewell video. What the hell? Oh, that's right. I left all the footage for her farewell video in the Christmas folder. In the Christmas you want me to do what? Fly back from California so we can shoot your farewell video again. Critic, I can't fly all the way out there and shoot that in such a short amount of time. Okay, look, I know a lot of opportunities have opened up for you down there. I'm simply asking you to throw away your future for my personal needs. I can't do it. There's no time. But it was such a good idea. It won't take long to shoot you die during a war by having your head decapitated before falling down an elevator shaft after being spit out by a gooey alien while getting in a car accident. During the Red Wedding? It ain't happening. Oh, come on, what am I supposed to do? Have Malcolm and I discover a video message left here by Rachel. Hello, Critic. Hello, Malcolm. By the time you see this, I will be in California. Some opportunities have opened up to help me continue my career as an actress. Though one door is closed, I will never forget the good times we've had. The fun, the laughs, the fact that Malcolm's worn more women's clothing than I have. Oh, thanks. I will remember it all fondly. You guys are amazing friends, and I will never forget the good times we've had together. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of this experience. And... If I should die during a war by having my head decapitated before falling down an elevator shaft after being spit out by a gooey alien while getting in a car accident during the Red Wedding, don't be shocked. We won't. Well, best not let this ruin Nicolas Cage month. I wasn't planning to. Oh, good. Nicolas Cage month! Nicolas Cage. And I was in Lords of Not the Beast. Another movie I was in, I think it was called Ghost Rider, and I played my brother or something or other. I was really fat in that, but I really think I got it through the vision, you know? I'm in this Hello, I'm the Nostalgia Critic. I remember it so you don't have to. And welcome to Nicolas Cage Month! Oh, you bizarre human explosion of a man. Just how did you get such a following the past five years or so? I mean, don't get me wrong, Nicolas Cage has been a Hollywood star for some time now. He's even gotten a lot of credit as a pretty good actor. But with the birth of the internet, people started to notice compilation videos that showcased a certain... motif, if you will. That being that Nicolas Cage likes to act fucking nuts. The Nicolas Cage freakout is practically patented itself because nobody else can possibly duplicate it. It's his own strange concoction of 10% awkward yelling, 10% over-the-top spazzing, 20% creepy smiling, and an astonishing 60% out-of-skull eye-bulging, making for the delightful protein shake that is our Nicolas Cage. So, okay, we all know that he can make any premise interesting by his insane performances, but what happens when you take an over-the-top actor, mix him with another over-the-top actor, and combine them together with the most over-the-top director of all friggin' time? You get a mushroom cloud of uneasiness and awkwardness simply known as Face Off! 
As if the in-your-face acting style of Nicolas Cage wasn't enough, we're complimented with multi-Razzie Award winner John Travolta, together with director and professional dub fetishist John Woo, for literally the most overblown action flick since... Well, okay, John Woo's next overblown action flick. But that only had one crazy ego to deal with, and this one has two. And every moment of screen time is delicious 90s cornball perfection. So, let's go eat a peach for hours. This is face. So as the credits roll, we see John Travolta as a cop named Sean Archer, who's with his son in one of the most wonderful places anyone could be in the 90s, Flashback Land. Yeah, you know this place, where mundane activities that could be considered serviceable at best are suddenly romanticized with constant slow-mo, laughing, kissing, this weird thing that'd be annoying if you did in real life. Everything average is made great in Flashback Land. If I was to ask someone for a snack, it'd be like, Hey Malcolm, can I have a gummy bear? Sure. Not very exciting, but in Flashback Land... Travolta, for that matter, as his nemesis, a terrorist for hire named Caster Troy, played by Cage, tries to shoot Archer but kills his son instead. Oh, come on, John Woo, no doves? That was at least three doves worthy. How do we know you want us to feel something if you don't have doves? Now, to this film's credit, this is a pretty dramatic and emotional scene. But it does kind of beg the question, why does Cage stop shooting? He's got him right there, what's stopping him? Doesn't he know we're gonna flash forward and he's gonna become the cliched, obsessed cop that every 80s and 90s movie has ever given us? Well, seeing how he missed the first time, maybe we can just draw the conclusion that Cage is a terrible shot. Damn it. Son of a bitch. Zeus's butthole, I'm bad at this. So years pass, and like I said, Sean Archer becomes the stereotypical crazy-obsessed cop. We're a covert anti-terrorism team that is so secret. When we put this thing to bed, you, you can brand the Fourth Amendment on my butt. We'll take a break when the case breaks. While you were still learning to spell your name, I was being trained to hunt actors from the Croods. We also see Cage smoking around heavy explosives. That's smart. As to this film's credit, it does give him the most fitting intro music and over-the-top Cage performance should be given. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I will make a petition to make sure that every Cage introduction plays that music. And I think we see the typical way Cage most likely keeps Holy the Sabbath. reason Cage hasn't done a 3D movie is because the audience is afraid he'll come out and eat them. I know it's a long shot, but I'm not taking the risk. So the bomb is set and Cage makes his way to head out of the country. I'm 
just showing off how cool my cape would have been if I was Superman. Come on, guys, it could have worked. But stay away from downtown on the 18th. It's going to be a little um, smoggy. Wasn't that the tagline for Hobbit 2? But Team Travolta is hot on his trail and is determined to not let him take off. There's someone on the runway. I can't believe they located my personal jet and expensive rent-a-car. I'm supposed to be the most secretive terrorist ever! FBI! An undercover agent tries to stop them but gets caught, so Cage relieves her of her duties. One of your Sean! Shit! Oh my god, buddy. Every movement you have is like the ending of some psychotic Looney Tunes cartoon. We will make you do Ghost Rider 3! Oh, come on, guys. I pissed fire in the last one. Even I thought that was kind of stupid. Oh, were there fireworks on that window? What's with all the sparks? I'm telling you, I will get that petition. Shut the fuck up. You watch your fucking mouth! Okay. <laughs> I'm scared, Johnny! I think you better pull the trigger, because I don't give a fuck! <laughs> I'm ready, ready for the big ride, baby! <laughs> you know, I think John Woo just always went with the rehearsal take. You know, the one that actors do when they think the camera is off and they're not really trying? Oh, Sean, I'm scared! I don't give a fuck! I'm ready for the big round, baby! <laughs> okay, okay, let's do the real thing. And cut! We were rolling? Oh, uh, of course not. So Sean gets the best of Troy and knocks him out, finally capturing him. The team back at headquarters gives him a standing ovation, but somebody forgot to tell him he can stop the whole crazy obsessed cop thing when he catches the thing he was crazily obsessed over. What is all this? How about, uh, what about to Anderson, Montgomery, Berkeley, Winters? Boy, who invited Sean Penn to the party? Things don't get more chipper when they find a bomb threat left over by Troy, which is threatening, of course, to level the city. They try to get information out of his brother as well as the rest of his gang, but they don't get anything. It seems like they're running out of options. There is one other possibility. You know, instead of saying there's one other possibility and then driving me miles away in complete silence, why don't you just tell me what the other possibility is? Oh, God. You're keeping him alive. So it turns out Troy is in a coma. And while he's out, they say they can perform a surgery where they rip off his face and give it to Sean, in the hopes that maybe his brother will tell him the location of the bomb. Your blood types won't match, but Pollux won't know that. Height difference is negligible. Use laser shears for the hairline, micro plugs for body hair. We were considering working on your overacting, but you oddly enough seem very matched in that area. This is a black bag operation, strictly off the books. You can't tell Lazaro, and you can't tell your wife. And just to add extra security to the immediate danger, we will add no extra security to the immediate danger. I'm not even kidding. They leave Caster Troy with little to no security watching him throughout the majority of the film. I can't see that backfiring anytime soon. You'll be sorry! 
So this means he has to leave his wife, played by Joan Allen, and daughter again, which won't bode well seeing how he's been so distant for so many years. You're going back on assignment again. Just one last time. I'm not going anywhere. That's what you told me. <sighs> okay, it's obvious she's going to be upset about this. I mean, what spouse wouldn't be? But there is a better way to make her understand the urgency of the situation. Just enter into the room and say, Oh my god, honey, there's a bomb! There's a bomb! It's gonna blow up the entire city! Everything's gonna die! Your daughter's gonna die! I'm gonna die! We're all gonna die unless I do something! Well, then do something! You said it, not me! So Operation Kabuki Actor Swap begins. They put Travolta's face in a neon fish tank for some reason and replace it with Cage's mug. So the face is set, the voice is changed, and he's sent to the most maximum high-tech super-duper secretist-dist-dist prison that no taxpayer would ever pay this much money for. Yeah, Guantanamo is a fenced-in piece of shit, but this place has Super Mario Brother boots that can keep a person still any time that they want. Oh, and just to make things even better, how do they track these dangerous people with the most secretive high-tech of devices? By purple dots! How the shit... Sticking fuck does that work? What's that purple dot doing? It's walking next to that purple dot! And what's that purple dot doing? It's walking next to that purple dot! And what's that purple dot doing? It's just standing next to that purple dot! That purple dot! That purple dot! What are these purple dots up to? I don't know, sir! They're purple dots! My god. Purple dots. So Archer as Troy approaches his brother, but he gets into a fight with a guy who claims he slept with his wife and sister. This leads me to one of my favorite concepts in any Nicolas Cage movie, Nicolas Cage trying to be Nicolas Cage. Ham levels are reaching maximum, people. I swear, if he keeps going like this, we're gonna reach port points. Lock him down. I stop the fights, not you. Only I keep the total lack of control in this incredibly disciplined and advanced prison. Things seem to be going well when he convinces his brother that he's Troy and reveals the location of the bomb. It's a work of art. It belongs in the Louvre. I guess the LA Convention Center will have to do. Hey, things seem to be on the up and up. What could possibly go wrong? Whoops. Cage often awakens to the mating call of a peacock. They took switch my. But it's cool. We're gonna deal with it. <laughs> and usually followed by the orgasm of a humpback dolphin. And no, you shouldn't be disturbed that you're by no means surprised by this. What's this about? Dr. Walsh! So Cage, again, with no security whatsoever, wakes up from his coma, looks up the doctor, and of course, all the people involved, and forces them to give him the exact same operation. Meaning quite possibly one of the greatest combinations of all time, Overactor John Travolta now has to overact like overactor Nicolas Cage. Okay, okay, just give me a minute. Okay, go. Wait, you good looking. See anything you like? You're hot. 
Wow. Uh, did I say that? I have got to go. I'm sorry. You're going to be in here for the next hundred years. It's like looking in a mirror, only not. Oh my God, the hell levels are out of control. Somebody give me Boston Market. Fresh spare ribs and hot dogs. Spare ribs and hot dogs. So Troy as Sean reveals that he's killed all the people who knew about the operation by claiming they accidentally tied themselves up, doused themselves with gasoline, and set themselves on fire. God, I missed that face. Yeah, maybe our visiting room should have glass to separate people from the violent criminals. But hey, what do you expect from this technologically advanced super duper secret prison? Clearly he's uh, had a traumatic childhood and uh, thank you. Understood. Oh, and by the way, you do a great Nicolas Cage impression. Archer makes a deal with his brother so that they save the day from this terrible bomb, and Archer as Troy stays in prison. Seeing that face on you makes me afraid my tiramisu might come back up. You're not the only one in the family with the brains. Although now I am the only one with the looks. Okay, did the brother get his acting lessons from the aliens in Galaxy Quest? Oh my goodness. Did you exchange brains as well? We are Thermians from the Clatu Nebula, and we need your help. So Travolta defuses the bomb, which of course makes him a national hero. Agent Archer, if the FBI had any leads on who planted the device. Well, that is uh, classified information, but if, he, if he's listening, I wouldn't mind giving him a message. Interception. Now our side's got the ball. Sorry. You sure Jim Carrey didn't steal that face? Now our side's got the ball. Sorry. Take care. Bye-bye then. To make things better, not only is he suave as hell around the office now, but he's also a ten times better husband and father to his wife and kid. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. He teaches his kids self-defense, he makes dinner by candlelight for his wife. It's the president. Oh, and your wife online too. Will you tell the president to hold? You sure this isn't the guy we're supposed to be rooting for? I get the feeling even Joan Allen is on to him, but she doesn't care. She hasn't gotten this much attention in years. And I'm telling him that Sean Archer writes his own ticket, okay? Hmm, maybe I should call the police to let him know he's not my husband. No, no, I'm his. Okay, I don't care if you're a terrorist. You rub my feet like that, you can blow up Hawaii for all I care. But Caged Cage is not happy and is eager to look for a way out. So he causes a disturbance which gets him thrown into the electric-ish chair, where he makes a plea to the guy who attacked him the first day he arrived. Mr. Bob, I didn't touch your wife. I didn't touch your sister. They're the same person. But I know your wife loves you. She's waiting for you. So let's get out of here. No more brain dead than Duboff. <laughs> oh! Aha! From that five second speech, I guess he suspected that he was an innocent man in disguise trying to sneak in to find the location of a bomb but accidentally got trapped there for the rest of his days and is now trying to set things right. Well chosen words to make him think that. Shoot anything that looks like a purple dot! So two guys cause a panic and break the entire system of this super duper high-tech uber secret security prison as Cage gets separated from his helper. 
Take comfort knowing that I'm a lousy father and husband who's about to spread chaos with my escape causing the death of dozens, which could have been avoided if I just stayed here. He gets to the surface only to find that the prison is an island far from land. Yes, and I'm sure nobody on shore notices the giant loud helicopter firing on a man in this super duper secret high tech holy shit fuckstorm prison. I think spy versus spy catch better high tech secrets than you guys. So Archer as Troy manages to swim all the way to shore. I guess Aquaman owed him one. And he tries calling his wife, but big shock, she doesn't believe it. Or maybe she does and she just doesn't care. Again, that was a pretty good foot rub. So he goes to Troy's old gang, who put him up and start planning the revenge against not Archer after taking a few hits of what I can only assume is called the Robert Downey Jr. Once we kidnap Super Cop, then what? I'd like to take his, his face off. You want to take his face? Yes. His face... Eyes, nose, it's coming off. The face. Off. Wait, 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 wait. Let me get this clear. Face. Off. Face. Off. Face. Off. Face. Face. Off. Face. Off. Face. Face. Off. Face. Off. Face. Off. Face off. Face off. Face face off. Face face off. Now I got it. Wait 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 wait. Face off. Totally lost. He then discovers that not only does he have a girlfriend, but a son too. Aww. I want you to meet your father. Look at him. It's okay. So. Fittingly enough, he has a woman and kid he ignores in this life just as much as he did in the other one. Great minds? But Troy as Archer attacks and tries to take the gang down. But Mama Troy doesn't want Baby Troy to be scared, so she plays some music for him. Which obviously would do fucking nothing, but in a John Woo film? It's about as lame as any other reason to be artsy. Someday I'll wish upon a star and wake up Ah, uh, yes, and if there's any message that this movie is trying to get across, it's don't put kids in the middle of a violent shootout between FBI agents and terrorists for hire. I don't know how many movies we have to make before America gets that, but clearly we're not there yet. Why can't oh, come on, John Woo. That was at least five doves worthy. Five doves, and you didn't even give us one. Come on, you know they're all waiting in the back saying, How long we gotta wait back here? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? We're doves in a John Woo movie. It's like having man nipples in a Zack Snyder film. You just keep quiet. What if they never use us? We'll go back to being stand-ins for that movie no one remembers, but for some reason they're making a sequel too. But Travolta narrows them down and shoots one of the gang members in the neck. Hey, man. We had some good times, didn't we? Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's what he sound like after being shot there. I think the more appropriate sound would be like... <laughs> so it's the showdown... 
kinda, as Travolta and Cage are back to back. Let's just kill each other. <laughs> it's symbolic about how they both shot their own careers in the face. But Cage gets even by axing off Travolta's brother, and thus he finally gets to his wife and tries to explain what's going on. Um, nope, there's no way I can't make this awkward. <laughs> so he tells her to take a blood test in order to find out the truth. She does exactly that, as I guess Travolta is too manly to not notice when a needle's been stuck in him. And she discovers the truth. So now that he has his wife on his side, this now leads to the real showdown! Kinda. When Travolta attends the funeral of his boss, who passed away, and Cage sends a note. And can it be? Is it possible? Yes! We have doves! That's right, because this is a church that clearly never closes its door at any time! We have religious symbolicus doves to fill the air! But we need something even more poetically hardcore for this climax. What do you say we set those doves on fire? Ah! Oh my god, I'm cooking like Christmas dinner! At least he isn't blowing us up like his original plan. Isn't this religious? <laughs> Was that to signify that Travolta is Jesus? I mean, I know he believes that, but it's still kind of confusing for us. So everybody, and I mean everybody, comes in to partake in a Mexican stand slash face-off. This results in the girlfriend getting killed, the wife getting away okay, and everyone except our main characters, of course, getting axed. Building up to the final showdown, kinda. Oh, I throw my pointless flip at you! Hello, Wanda. Wanda, this is Eve Archer. I have something crazy to tell you. I clearly should have told you this yesterday so we could bring this to not such a bloody close, but I'm sorry, I need an art foot rub. So they make their way to some boats, which of course they know how to drive, and they partake in yet another action scene. Okay, that's friggin' awesome. Throw in a few flaming doves on that one. Ah! Oh no, they must have crashed into two totally different men driving the same boat because that quite clearly isn't Travolta or Cage. Unless they had another face operation between those cuts, which given these plot holes wouldn't surprise me. Sand? I can't blow up that! So he finally kills him off, the police believe his story, and they take him to get his face switched back. His family, for some reason, doesn't visit him in the hospital, and he comes home with a brand new mug. I got something I have to ask both of you. This is, um, Adam. He needs a place to live.
Wow, really putting us on the spot there, honey. Like we're gonna say no straight to a kid's face who just lost his parents. Couldn't we at least have a conversation about this beforehand? Yeah, I'm still a terrible husband, but what are you gonna do? Hug me! God, I miss the other guy. So that's Face Off. It's over-the-top, ridiculous, totally bloated 90s cheese fun. The action is great. The acting is enjoyably corny beyond compare. But to its credit, everything is kind of over-the-top, so it matches the tone. It's silly, crazy, makes little sense, and a great friggin' deal of fun. It only gets sillier and better every single time I see it. I'm a Nostalgia Crick, and Nicholas Cage Month has just begun! Nicholas Cage. Okay, there's one credit where I'm a singer. Now I'm in Lords of War. He's also in Matchstick Man, who had that dude from Iron Man 2. Honestly, I think I could have been a really great Iron Man. I was almost Superman at one point, but despite all my rage, I'm still Nicholas Cage. Okay, so this episode is semi-based on a true story. Uh, Malcolm really was killed by a gummy bear. No. Uh, this was Rachel's last episode as she has gone back to California. Some opportunities have opened up for her there. Uh, but here's the thing that also is kind of true, is that actually we did shoot this great big exit episode that actually did tie into the review, and it was really big, and it also introduced the new actress coming in to take Rachel's place, but... Uh, Sadly, the thing that's also true about it is that it was deleted by yours truly, and I feel awful about that. It's one of the dumbest things I have ever done, and I feel awful about it, but we didn't want people to think, oh, Rachel was just another performer, you know, came and went and stuff. No, because she was really, really cool, and she was always upbeat, always optimistic, no drama whatsoever, and was just, even on days when, like, you could tell she was really tired and doing a lot of performing at plays and stuff like that, she always came in, big smile, always gave it 100%, and we at Channel Awesome really, really appreciate that. So, we got her here right now. Say hi, Rachel. Hi! <laughs> like I said, we just wanted to give one last farewell to her because we did have a farewell video in what we recorded as well, but like I said, deleted, dumbass. Uh, so we just wanted her here, you know, just via Skype to say uh, any last words that you wanted to get out to the Channel Awesome audience. Yeah, I guess all I really want to say is, is thank you to you and um, to all the fans for for welcoming, welcoming me into um, your guys' family and into, you know, the whole... Channel Awesome and everything, it, it was just, it's just such a great experience and I, I never expected to be doing anything like this. Um, so I'm, I'm so glad for the opportunity and to have met all you guys and, um, and now I can watch all the episodes without knowing what's going to happen. So, <laughs> so I'm excited for that. Um, and yeah, thanks so much. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much. She really is a hard worker, a great actress, great talent. Uh, she's got a YouTube page, she's got a Facebook page. Keep showing your support, guys, and uh, I'll catch you later. Take care.